welcome back to A Need to Read. Thank you very much for joining me. It has been a little while since I've sat down and recorded an episode, and to be very honest, I'd recorded another book review, which I've subsequently deleted, because I didn't feel like it was good enough. Because I feel like there is a battle in my mind of the content that I produce and how good it is and how helpful and how useful it would be. So I thought I'd strip it back today and I'd run through the benefits of reading. Before I get into that, if you're new here, welcome. Thank you so much for joining. Hopefully you'll be a return listener and hopefully whilst you're listening to this, if you do think it's helpful, please share it with a friend. Put it on your Instagram story. Just send it to your mum. It doesn't matter as long as you share it. Because without you, this podcast is essentially nothing. And it wouldn't reach anyone. For the last year or so, I've been relying on the kindness of the listeners of this podcast. And it's been going really, really well. But I just want to push that a little bit more. I don't necessarily ask too much of anyone. And I don't really like to. But if you could please share this episode, I'd be super, super grateful. Now, before we get into the episode, just a quick word from the sponsors of the podcast. Now, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp provide an online therapy service to millions of people all over the world. You could be one of them, and you could get 10% off your first month, which sounds awfully boring, but therapy is one of the best things I have ever done for my mental health. Having an outside perspective look at your life in an objective way and ask you key questions can really push with your personal development and the fact that you're listening to this podcast tells me that you value your personal development anyway as a need to read listener like i said you get 10 percent of your first month of better help if you think therapy will be helpful for you then head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read that is 10 percent off your first month and it'll only take you about 10 minutes to get signed up and you'll be matched with a therapist within 48 hours. Now with that out of the way, let's get into the podcast. Now as I said a moment ago, I'd already recorded an episode. I'd already recorded the episode that I thought would take the place of this one. I didn't like it. I recorded half an hour of a podcast on a book called Give and Take by Adam Grant. I'd already done a podcast on a book called The Go-Giver by Bob Berg, which essentially pushes the same message, that being a giver in life is a wholly good thing. And you are at risk when you're a book reviewer of non-fiction books on the internet of repeating yourself. And that's essentially what I did for that whole episode. And I don't want to repeat myself. I want to bring new ideas to people. So I thought today what I'll do is speak about how reading can genuinely improve your life for the long term and how reading books can just give you a perspective you will never, ever be able to get anywhere else. Reading books is quite an autonomous activity. You have to do it yourself. I mean, you can have Audible, but you would have to make the decision to listen to that book. You could listen to... Billie Eilish's new album, J. Cole's new album. You can listen to whatever you want. But it is your choice if you go to Audible and you have a listen. And on that note, if you want a month's free trial with Audible, 
I'll put one of those in the description for you and it helps support the podcast. So that's a win-win for both of us, right? But let's just talk about the perspective that you can gain from reading and the benefits that that will have in your life. Reading books that are from people that don't have the privilege that you do. Now, privilege is a word that's thrown around loads and I I talk about it every now and then that Talking about privilege can invalidate people's feelings and that's not what we're here to do on in this world. So when someone has a problem and someone's like, well, do you know, just check your privilege. Like, it's not helpful. If someone's feeling a certain thing, they're feeling a certain thing. There's nothing you can say about their privilege that will change the way that they feel. I've been reading more books recently from... People in situations or fiction books uh, about people in situations that I will just never, ever get to live through. And catastrophic events that people have been through that I hopefully will never have to go through either. And it's just made me a more compassionate person. It's just made me, in my opinion, which is a a weird thing to say, a better person. Because, I mean, the more compassion you have you probably are a better person for it because you're able to see the world through someone else's lens, which is super, super important. And one of the books that I've read not so long ago, that it was a, I'm just grabbing it here, the 2020 Booker Prize, Shuggy Bane by Douglas Stewart. This book follows the journey of Shuggy Bane, who is a young boy in working class family in Scotland and I say family I say that loosely it's a broken family in working class Scotland in the 80s if you don't know much about the 80s I wasn't alive then but I mean apparently it was shit I'm sure there were parts that were pretty good but look Maggie Thatcher was about and she apparently did some pretty nasty things and had impacts to the working class that will probably pass down trauma for generations and generations. And this book captures that in such a beautiful way, which is one of those weird things. I I always feel a little bit weird when I talk about books being beautiful, but they are, they are. And each sentence has probably been constructed with so much thought, and especially so in this book. I'd be interested to find out if it was somewhat autobiographical, but the trauma that the sort of protagonist in the book Shuggy Bane goes through is stuff you just wouldn't wish upon anyone. Abuse, alcoholic parents. And it's it's encouraged me to have conversations with people about things that I would I would never have really bothered to ask, which has allowed me to deepen relationships with those people, which has been quite a privilege. And without getting sort of too too much into my personal life, I think there's there's alcoholism in various sort of people that I know who have had to deal with that. And I've never, my parents aren't alcoholics. I've never had to deal with that. I've, I've not seen the direct effects of alcoholism on a family. But this book allowed me an insight into what that life would be like, which has therefore allowed me to be a little bit more compassionate for anyone that comes from that world. And it's just super important to be able to get a snapshot into that kind of life so that if if it does happen to one of your friends or if you're one of your friends like, oh yeah, my, my parents are an alcoholic. Like, you can navigate that conversation 
with more empathy and with more compassion, which allow you connect to connect deeper with that person. And look, connecting deeper with your friends and with your family is super, super important. So it's just another strong case for you need to read books so your compassion levels are increased. And I don't want to spend too long on any of the books that I've read recently here. And, and I'm going to go through mostly fiction. I read The Curious Incident of the Dead Dog in the Nighttime. Sorry, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Now, I mean, I've given something away there that the dog is dead. But the book is written from the perspective of an autistic boy called Christopher. And he's 15. Autism or Asperger's Syndrome, I'm not totally sure on which one it was. I, I, I didn't know what it was like to be in the brain of someone with that syndrome. This book has given me a snapshot into it. The book is funny. The book is deep. The book is fucking brilliant. And it was... A, it, I remember my dad and my sister read it when I was younger and it wasn't... like I, Honestly, I wasn't interested in reading at all when I was younger, so there was no point in, in me picking up the book. Um... But Phil Bowne gave it to me, the author of Cows Can't Jump, when I interviewed him back in November in 2020. And I cast it to the side for a bit and then just decided one day to pick it up. And I read it in 24 hours and it was brilliant. And now, if I was to see someone with Asperger's or autism and, and they maybe have one of those sort of meltdown moments in, in public or a parent dealing with a child who is having one of those meltdown moments in public, I would be more compassionate. Not that I necessarily lacked a load of compassion before, but I would be more compassionate now, which I already said at the start of the podcast that I don't want to repeat myself, which is ironic me just saying. But the common theme here is about compassion. And quite a similar book is Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeyman. I don't necessarily know if Eleanor Oliphant, the protagonist in the book, has autism but she has a very new, unique way of looking at the world and is a bit of a loner, leads quite a simple life, wears the same clothes all the time, drinks two bottles of vodka every weekend, has the same meal deal for lunch every day. And she's just happy that way. And she has a manipulative mother, unfortunately, and is very closed off to other people. But the book follows her journey of becoming a little bit less closed off, which is... It's kind of a heartwarming story and once again in terms of what the book made me think of is like there will be people out there who are lonely without knowing that they're lonely. They'll be isolating themselves socially just for the sake of doing so and and it's a hindrance. I think that's probably the main message that I got from, from the book is that if you isolate yourself it's not good for you. Like, it's not good at all. Isolation, I think we know from the last year, and, and there'll be people in Australia at the moment listening, and shout out to you lot, because apparently your government are being absolute wankers about the whole coronavirus um, situation. And if if the uh, if the Australian government are listening, yeah, I meant what I said. You are being wankers about it. But that's beside the point. Isolation will cause you pain. There was a study done in, I think it was the 1980s, by a guy called John Capaccio. 
and they measured the stress response of people who reported being deeply lonely and it was comparable to being punched in the face by a stranger. I wrote about this in an article for Mind Cafe, the magazine that I write for now. I've been punched in the face by a stranger before because, look, I've got quite a punchable face. I'm just one of those people, apparently, um, or especially when I was younger. And I have felt quite isolated and lonely before. It was self-inflicted because I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that's like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just fucking spend some time on my own. I enjoy my own company. But there are limits to that. And I think I've reached them before. And it is very stressful feeling lonely, feeling like you've got no one even if it's self-inflicted. And also, it sucks being punched in the face by a stranger. So it's it's interesting that those two things sort of marry up in such a way. Um, but I wouldn't have really had to think about that that much. I mean, I read Lost Connections a while ago, which is where that study um, by John Capuccio was brought to my attention. But it's just nice to be reminded every now and then. And I think that's one of the beauties of sort of fiction and, and reading in general, is some of the stuff you may already know. But we're humans, we're imperfect, we don't remember everything, we don't live by our values every single day. So that's why sometimes it is nice to be reminded that, yeah, do you know what? Oh, shit, I, f- I forgot that I needed to do that. Or one of the common things about, like, oh, you are not your thoughts. Like, that gets repeated a lot throughout a lot of um, self-help books. But it's an important message, and people forget Every now and then I'll have a thought and I'm like, oh my God, I'm the worst person in the world. And I'm like, oh, actually, oh no, don't don't panic, Ed. Don't panic, Ed. That's not actually who you are. That is literally just your brain. And you can't control it. As much as people like to talk about sort of controlling their mind and stuff like that, I don't, it's just not possible. Like, you can control your focus to a certain extent, but it takes practice and like, practice through things like meditating. So I have a quick question for you. And that question is, do you meditate yet? If no, why not? Meditation is made super, super simple by Headspace, the sponsors of this episode of the podcast. Headspace is an app that I've been using over the last two years for my meditation. I've gone through different courses with them that have all been brilliant. I specifically recommend the anxiety course, happiness course, and the focus course, as well as their pro courses if you want to delve a little bit deeper into your meditation. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits. It's got over 60 million downloads, so you won't be alone in using it. Finally, you obviously deserve to feel happier and headspace is meditation made simple so go to headspace.com slash need to read that's headspace.com slash need to read for a free one month trial with access to headspace's full library of meditations for every situation and that is the best deal offered right now so head to headspace.com slash need to read Now, another book that I've read recently that I thought was absolutely brilliant and another book that I've kind of avoided reading was Girl, Woman, Other by Bernadine Avaristo, which I could have butchered the pronunciation of, but it was um, shortlisted for the Women's Prize for Fiction in 2020. And, I mean, I haven't read any of the other ones that were shortlisted, but I would have picked this one to be the winner because it's really, really good. If you're planning to pick it up, it's essentially black feminist literature and that's not a book that I ever would have thought I would have read 
I would have thought I'd have read that if I was trying to sort of playing in the hands of the woke warriors of the world. Um, but I picked it up because I was genuinely interested because I am not black. I am not a woman. I will never be either of those things. I'm quite happy as a man. And I mean, I'm pretty sure you can't really just change your race. So I read the book. It was a long book and it is quite weirdly set out, but it is brilliant. And it follows the life of a whole bunch of women, women of colour who go through various sort of difficulties in life. And there are various sort of levels of feminism, um, various sort of sexual orientations throughout the book. And it's just like, honestly, it is lives I never, ever, ever would have got a snapshot into without reading that book. Now, it is fiction, but I mean, unless you're sort of reading sci-fi... There is a lot of fact in fiction. A lot. And I I honestly think any white man should read that book. Purely because white men get a bad rap. Because there are many, many of us um, at the top of political organisations or businesses. They're just pricks. I mean, rightly so. We've gained the reputation but all you can do, as opposed to just being upset of like, oh my god, everyone fucking hates the rich white man. It's like, alright, well, what can you do about that? Educate yourself. Why do they? Why do everyone hate the, why does everyone hate the rich white man? Mm, because of oppression. Because of sneaky little snaky deals that people do. There are so many sort of different layers to this whole privilege thing that I'm just starting to uncover by reading these books. And I'm glad that I am, although I I will never ever dwell on the privilege thing so much. And I worry one day if I write a book that I'm going to have to play, oh, by the way, guys, I'm a white man. Um, So obviously this would be really easy for me because I'm writing a book at the moment. And honestly, every other day I absolutely hate myself and everything that comes out of my fingers. So although there will be opportunities that come to me in life that would never come to a Asian woman, for example, it doesn't negate sort of hard work. It doesn't take away from people actually working hard at something. But then it's a grey area. I'm sure many people listening think the same of me, that it is a, it's a very confusing sort of area of politics to sort of skirt around at the moment, the whole sort of privilege thing. And... Just a note on on privilege and all of that. If there, if you want to read a good book or listen to a good podcast, Joe Rogan had Yonmi Park on his podcast. She escaped from North Korea when she was younger. She has an amazing story. It is touching. I had to pause the podcast every 20 minutes to sort of just listen to a song to become happy again because North Korea sounds like an absolute shithole ran by an absolute psychopath. This communism does not work. Um, if if you have the ideal of communism in your head, read Animal Farm by George Orwell, please. Um, but I've ordered her book, which I'm, I'm not reading just yet because I feel like I've been reading a few heavy books recently, but it's called In Order to Live. Now, whilst we're on the subject of memoirs, there's another book that I've read recently that I do think everyone should read. And this also goes along the lines of reading will make you a better person. As I was taking the book off of the shelf, then a photo fell down. So that's not good. Apologies for the sound. Educated by Tara Westover. It follows Tara Westover, ironically. 
and her family for the most part. But she is the person who wrote the memoir. She is from a Mormon family. And she makes very clear at the start of the book that she does not want to shit on Mormons, essentially. I don't mean literally, I mean figuratively. But her family were extreme. Her dad was preparing for the end of the days. He was preparing for the world to end, especially in the year 2000. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Maybe some people aren't old enough to remember that, but there was no bread at the supermarket because everyone thought the world was going to end. And I mean, honestly, just a tip, if the world's going to end, guys, don't bother fucking getting bread because it'll go mouldy. Get beans. But that is so beside the point, I apologise. Um, Tara Westover grew up in just a horrible family home. Her brother was abusive. Her father was just a just a shit there was serious neglect going on. He had her working in like a scrapyard when she was like six years old. Almost killed her when she was trying to um, put something into a skip while moving a tractor that she was on. There's so many examples in the book of just the horrors that she went through. She never went to school for a day in her whole entire life. And then she managed to get into university. And from there, when she found out about education, her life got so much better. And a really weird example of the book is... She did a test on art and, like, did an exam on it. She did really, really poorly. And she just said to people, I was like, why, why have I done so poorly? I, I stared at the pieces of art. Like, I, I looked at them in the book for so long. Like I, I, I understood the painting. I'm like, oh, did you not read the textbook alongside it? She was like, no, I thought this was about art. I thought this was about pictures. And it's just a, a sort of, like, innocence in that. She just didn't know because she was never told to read textbooks. She had no understanding of what education was actually like. And essentially the story just highlights the importance of education in people's lives and how if you go without education or if you sort of... If you take education away from your child, you're doing them a serious disservice. And I don't imagine anyone listening to this podcast is preparing for the end of the days. Uh, or is Mormon, for that example. I imagine my sort of podcast isn't necessarily up their street. But you never know if you're Mormon. Shout out, bruh. Um, welcome to a need to read. Tell everyone, please. Um, but basically, Educated by Tara Westover is a brilliant book. I bought it for my dad as well because he's retired and I was like, oh, he might, he might like to read this. It's a good insight into some of the troubles that women go through in the world that men just won't have to go through. Um, the girl was called a whore multiple times by her brother. It was just abusive, calling her a slut and she literally didn't even sleep with anyone or kiss anyone or touch anyone's hand. She just wore like some eyeliner. It's just an example of psychos in families and sociopaths in families who restrict the lives of those they supposedly love in the name of God or in the name of religion or in the name of just being batshit crazy and preparing for the end of the world. And it's it's quite a sad read, but it's also quite a heartwarming one as well. And one of the other books that I wanted to speak about today was Bird by Bird by Annie Lamott. This book is recommended by Tim Ferriss quite heavily, and I've listened to her on Tim Ferriss' podcast before, and this book is Instructions on Writing and Life. Now, it's not going to be relevant for everyone, so I won't spend too much time on it, but it is the best book on writing I have ever read, and I've read quite a few, because whilst I was avoiding starting writing my book, 
I was reading a load of books about them. The whole concept of Bird by Bird is that her brother, at some stage, had to write an essay on birds, and he was panicking, and he was overwhelmed, and he didn't know how to write an essay on several different types of bird. And his dad came over to him, and he's like, hey, son, what, why are you panicking? He's like, I've got to research all these birds. I've got to do all of this stuff. I just don't have the time for it. He's like, hey, don't worry about it. Just take it bird by bird. And that's a good metaphor for life. When you feel overwhelmed and you've got a million and one things to do, all you can do is do the task at hand. You can't do any more. I mean, you can definitely do less, but it's not advisable. But it's just a good idea to just deal with the task that is in front of you at the time. Taking it bird by bird, step by step. There are just so many good things about writing. And I know that many people are writers that listen to this podcast. So if you are a writer, please read that book. It's fucking brilliant. But that's it in terms of the books and, and the outlines. And I just wanted to say that this podcast, I Need to Read, is going to go in a different direction from now on. And I think my summaries of books are going to be a little bit more concise. I want to make the content that... I believe is going to be helpful. I need to change the structure of the podcast and it will be a little bit of an ongoing experiment. So I just want to thank everyone that will be sticking with the podcast. Um, I'm preemptively saying that you're going to stick with it because, I mean, I trust you. I know that I've got, I've got it in me to produce good content that will be helpful for people's lives and hopefully people listening so far will have recognised that. But this podcast... It's going to sort of grow, but I just want to make sure that I'm still doing the stuff that I was originally doing in terms of the book reviews, bringing good books to your attention and life-changing books at that as well. Because every book has the power to change your life. It's just how you look at it. There will be some god-awful books out there that give terrible advice, but reading them still wouldn't be a waste of time because it helps you practice your critical thinking. And there are so many different benefits to reading beyond the fact that it can just change your life. 30 minutes of reading can reduce stress as much as 30 minutes of yoga. And I know that 30 minutes of reading can sometimes seem a little bit daunting, especially when you're in the sort of non-fiction realm. But you just have to force yourself through. And here are some tips for people if you are just getting into reading. is It is not meant to be easy. Learning has never been easy. It was not easy when you're in school, unless you're one of those people that just takes things up real easily, and I'm, I'm jealous of you people. But it is meant to be hard. When you've been reading for five minutes and your brain wants you to go and do something else, and it's like, oh my God, check Instagram, maybe you got a like on a photo you posted four days ago. Your brain wants you to stay comfortable. Your brain wants you to do fuck all, basically. And when it comes to reading, all you have to do is push through for an extra two pages. Your brain has the ability to change and it doesn't really matter how old you are. The concept of neuroplasticity that your brain can essentially grow and perform better, that doesn't just come about naturally. You do have to push yourself for that. And consider this with exercise. If you're trying to get fit, you have to push yourself, that progressive overload. It is the same for pretty much everything in your life. Another thing with reading. It's has to be repeated 
and you will not see immediately you not immediately see the results that you're kind of hoping for i've now read over two like 160 books i was going to say 200 then but that would have been a lie um that was my brain playing a trick on me 160 books i've read 57 books this year so far and i can't remember that what was in all of them but i don't need to there's only a few little bits that you need to take from every book and you apply them into your life in the way that you want to and that's the purpose of reading is taking what you want from it it's kind of like feeding your confirmation bias but it's a confirmation bias that you don't know that you have yet when it comes to remembering what you read like i said just then it's like you're not going to remember everything if you do want to remember what you've read be very concise in what you want to learn aim at what you want to learn before you start reading a book just think right what lessons do i want to take from this book what are the questions that i would like to ask this author if he was sat down in front of me and he hadn't written this book but i knew he knew everything he or she knew everything there was to know about this subject what questions would you ask write down five to ten of those and come back to them every now and then and like, oh i've got the answer for that and you write it down in your own words if you really want to remember what you read tell someone else about it tell your friends tell your family members i think it was pretty it was einstein that said if you can't explain something simply then you don't understand it well enough just explain the concepts from books quite simply to people and it will inc- increase your comprehension and your understanding and that is key but essentially the whole point in this podcast is me telling you how fucking brilliant books are and how books can change your life and hopefully you won't get to the end of this podcast and be like, oh that boring twat talking about books hopefully you'll subscribe maybe give a review on Apple Podcasts, if you can, or tell a friend about it. The important thing is that you might think, oh, one of those books that Ed spoke about today was sounded quite interesting. Those books were, for those who are interested, Shuggy Bane, Girl, Woman, Other, Ellen the Oliphant is Completely Fine, The Curious Instant of the Dog in the Nighttime, Bird by Bird by Annie Lamott, and educated by Tara Westover. All of those books have something that you can learn from. It's just up to you if you want to bother reading them, or if you want to go and search for answers to different things. Or, just pick a completely different book that I've never read, and follow your interest. I just want to say, like, this podcast isn't about saying, you need to read this, you must read this, This podcast essentially, if you feel empowered enough to be like, oh, I can pick a decent book now. I don't have to read shit books because I I don't know how to pick them. That's brilliant. I'd love it if you still listened because, I mean, it's my job. And, of course, downloads and listeners, that does sort of directly affect my income. So if you want me to eat my dinner, please keep listening. If not, then no hard feelings. Now... Back to why I deleted the other podcast that I did. Stephen Bartlett, who is now someone I love listening to talk, he did a podcast about how he made 1.2 million from podcasting in a year. 
And he said that he's deleted episodes from people because they weren't up to the standard. And I listened to that about 15 minutes after I'd recorded that Give and Take episode, which is a good book. Not amazing, but it is good. And I've, like, I've deleted episodes before. I've deleted guest episodes before, which is such an uncomfortable conversation to have with someone to say, oh, sorry, I don't think our conversation was interesting enough that my listeners would bother to listen to it or want someone else to listen to it. And that is essentially what I've got to do here. So my promise to you from now is that the content I produce will 100% be cool. Oh my goodness, I didn't mean to say that. It'll be helpful. I want it to be cool. I want it to be something that people are, oh yeah, I listen to and need to read. That's quite a cool podcast. Talks about books. I want books to be cool. Um, A little bit of a Freudian slip there. I mean, it wasn't that Freudian because I wasn't talking about fancy my mum. That's what Freudian slips are. But my brain just chucked something at me. I just wanted to do helpful content. Me doing a little waffle now is probably not that helpful. So I will let you go and get on with your day. You're all absolute legends. Thank you so much for listening. All of the links and a list of the books that I've spoken about in this episode will be in the description. Please, if you like it, share it. I love you all. Goodbye.